Hello and welcome to The Panther Pulse. I'm your host, Tom Horner, and today we have a very special episode for you. We're going to be hearing from some of our current foreign and exchange students about their unique experience living in the United States. As we all know, cultural differences can be both fascinating and challenging, and these students have a wealth of insight and perspective to share with us. We'll be discussing everything from the biggest cultural differences they've experienced to how they've adapted to being away from home and what impact they think their experiences will have on their future goals. So whether you're a current student looking abroad in your horizons or just someone interested in learning more about the world that we live in, sit back and get ready to hear from some incredible guests. Let's dive in. Okay, the first question that I have with these amazing guests, let's go with your name, where you are from, and your favorite food. My name is Felix. I'm from Sweden, and I would say my favorite food is Swedish meatballs. Thank you. So my name is Lena. Uh, I'm from Belgium, and my favorite food would definitely be carbonara pasta. Um, my name is Leonie. I'm from Germany, and I would say my favorite food is lasagna. Uh, my name is Marcus. I'm from Latvia, and I would say my favorite food is American cheese curds. <laughs> my name is Gabby. Um, I'm from the United States, and my favorite food is also lasagna. My name is Tom Horner, and I'm from the United States as well. My favorite food has got to be like Marcus, man. We're going cheese curds. You already know, Marcus. <laughs> I got to ask you a question. Have you ever been to the Minnesota State Fair? I have. You went last year? Uh, yeah, this summer. It was it was an experience. There was just so many people there, but so much fried stuff. It was pretty <laughs> overwhelming considering I was there for the first two weeks here. And there's fried pickles, fried everything on a stick. Yeah, It was overwhelming, but it yeah. was really fun. And you fell in love with cheese curds. I did. I love them still. That's amazing. All right. Question number one for our students. Actually, it's question number two. <laughs> what have been some of the biggest cultural differences or surprises you've experienced during your time studying abroad here in the United States? So coming from coming from Sweden, I would probably say how strict the school is here. Like I remember first like day here, I was going to take up water in gym class, but uh, I just left the classroom and like to get get a drink. But then like my gym teacher came out and was like, hey, you can't do that. Like, yeah, I think that's a big. Interesting. So you would say where you grew up, you grew up in Sweden. It's yeah. a lot more flexible, like with your teachers, as yeah. far as like asking to leave to go to the bathroom or go and get a drink. How else is it different? Uh, I don't know. Like we just, we just go when we have to go, basically. Awesome. So, well, thanks for sharing. How about you, Lena? Uh, so coming from Belgium, I would say most probably the number of cars. Like, you just do everything by car. There is no bus. There is no train. Like, yeah. On the first weeks, I was kind of, like, stuck. Because, like, if I want to do something back home, I just, like, take the bus. And I can go wherever I want. So, like, yeah, the number of cars and especially the number of trucks. I fell in love with trucks. <laughs> Like pickup trucks, semi-trucks? Yep. pickup trucks. So you might be taking a pickup truck back home with you? Probably. Gotcha. <laughs> so being from Belgium, like yeah. big biking 
yeah. area, right? Do you own a bike at home? Yeah. How about in Pine Island here? Uh, no, I don't have one. I kind of miss that just because, like, you can... There's kind of, like, those two differences of, like, going for, like, really biking, like, as a sport, and then more, like, as a way to, like, move yourself. And, like, yeah, I can't wait to get that back. That's great. Well, you should check out the Douglas Trail, which is just in the backyard of Pine Island. Get on a bike and get down the trail. You can get all the way to Rochester. It might remind you of being back at home. That's true. I'll get a bike. So, thanks, Lena. Leone, how about you? What uh, what have been some of the biggest cultural differences or surprises you've experienced during your time studying abroad here? Um, as from Germany, I would say that Americans drink milk to every meal. We do not do that. And that um, prices are like really expensive. I wouldn't have expected that it would be so expensive here, like in food or drink or just in general. Interesting. So drinking milk at every meal and then also you feel like prices are expensive. What are some of the things that really surprise you with how expensive um, some of the things are? Just just normal normal food stuff. Like when we go to Quick Trip and just like these burgers or something, they're like, I don't know, four or five dollars. That's really much. More inexpensive where you're from, huh? Yeah. Got it. Well, thanks for sharing. We're going to bring it over to Marcus. So coming from Latvia, and I completely agree with Felix, school definitely does feel a lot more strict. For example, for us, you can leave any time. If you're, our school has 7 to 12 graders, no one will really ask a question. You can go home whenever you want. It's ultimately your responsibility. If you want to go eat lunch in the town, if you want to go home quickly, if you need to do something, leave at any time. The teacher won't really care. But I, the biggest experience, like shock for me was when I came here and like first day of American school and everyone was just wearing Crocs, pajamas and these crazy, you know, stuff you would go to sleep with. <laughs> and, you know, I'm all dressed up. And for us, like the first day of school, you're you either wear a suit or something like that. And everyone's in pajamas and Crocs. And I'm like, well, is this like a special day? Did I miss something? Is there an email I didn't read? And then the more you study, well, the more you attend school and you're like, wow, Americans are really way more comfort oriented than, for example, we, because for us, school is a super formal environment and you dress appropriately and seeing people in Crocs was just like the biggest throw off for me ever. Crazy. And I see a lot of head nodding like, yep, yeah, yep, I can definitely tell. So Marcus, back to that conversation now, do you feel like in general, since school is a little bit more formal from where you came from, and do you feel like kids are a little bit more respectful in high school, or is it pretty similar to what you see in high school classes right now? Right. So I definitely think that American students, not, no offense, obviously, are a lot more disrespectful. It just feels like a way less formal environment. So it almost feels like they think they can get away with way more stuff than we can and yeah we can leave school and everything but at the same time we tend to be a lot more respectful to our teachers because we respect that privilege and opportunity to be able to leave at any time and so there's really yeah it's like you respect your teacher and you respect that they're here to teach you basically interesting so. thank you for sharing that does anybody else have anything to add on that um so it's going to be kind of the opposite, but like school for me was kind of a shock when I came because like, like if you don't like especially want to show up to class, you just don't show up. Like, so in my school last year, 
um like if you want to leave you have to like have your parents signing you out and like you have your parents like coming to school to sign you out like you can like just send an email or something and like if you don't if you like want to go to the bathroom it's only like during the breaks if you want to go for a drink you don't drink during class you don't eat during class uh when the teacher get in the class you stand up as a like a mark of respect till he tell you to sit down uh same thing for like the director of the school and like kind of those like little things that just like it doesn't make us more like respectful, but like show kind of that we're like more respectful. Absolutely. And I've heard this too while talking to others. So it's really interesting hearing from your perspective on also where society kind of places teachers. Oftentimes currently in 2023, unfortunately, as a teacher myself, it's not, it's not great. It's not great right now. It's hard to try to encourage others to go into education because not only about how much money you can make, but it's about just this respect factor and just some of the challenges that that brings each and every day. Do you feel like that's different in your country where teachers are respected a little bit more, a little less, or about the same? What do you think? So definitely, I mean, obviously I think uh, teacher teacher wages are probably a problem in a lot of places in the world. We have protests going on about that right now as well. But I do feel like our people in my country tend to respect teachers a lot more because we they basically bring us up and that's how that's our mentality they bring us up for like basically un- until our adulthood and even in university so that's why we have things like lena said where a teacher comes in the classroom you stand up and everyone says good day in sync and until you don't get the sync right unless until everyone says good day no one sits down because that's how high we hold our teachers wow that's amazing I might be doing that for about three hours, <laughs> but I might try that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks. Okay. Question number three. Uh, let's start with Felix. How have your perceptions of American culture changed since you first arrived here? Um, thinking back about what you thought about America and then living here, is there just like anything that sticks out as you think about it right now? I can't really think about it, but... So my mom was an exchange student in Dodge Center. So she told me a lot of stories about like American experience and like she prepared me really good. Uh, but I like, I really don't know like what I thought of that changed. Gotcha. Yeah, it's okay too. Uh, being from Sweden, you're a hockey guy. I'm yeah. a hockey guy. I learned yeah. that when I was getting to know uh, you at Chip Shots. Oh yeah. Last week for our senior trip, but um, not a big hockey town in Pine Island right now. Right. No, I, I really know, wanted to play. I know kids can co-op and play in different areas, but um, so sports are interesting where, you know, geographically they matter a lot. Like if you just go maybe 10 minutes toward Rochester, there's a lot of hockey involved. Oh, yeah. Right. And so it really just depends kind of where you live. So Thanks, Felix. Uh, Lena, how about you? How have your perceptions of American culture changed since you first arrived here? So when I first arrived, I tried to like not have any expectation because so I learned like four days before I came that I was coming in Minnesota, like I could have end up anywhere in the US. So like I was really trying to like not have any like the yeah, expectation about the Midwest and stuff. But I was still kind of thinking like, oh, I'm going to like get into a place with like really like close-minded people and like where like you can't really like express like your beliefs and stuff but like 
Well, we live in a small town, so like I would say people have kind of like the same idea because they're all like grown up together. But still, you can like find like a lot of like different people with different mindsets. You just like, of course, like in a big group, they're probably not going to talk about it. But if you get to them closer, they will like openly like agree with you or disagree and they'll be able to talk with you. But I really thought that like I wouldn't have that freedom kind of of like expressing myself. Gotcha. Thanks, Lana. Leonie, how about you? Um, I don't know. Probably me and my friends, my family, all had that picture of America that's like the perfect country, like country of dreams. Go there, you're going to have the perfect life. And when I got here, I found out that, I mean, America has their problems too, their political problems and stuff like that. And yeah, I would just say that. I don't know what just. Good. Thanks for sharing. Marcus, how about you? Right. So pretty early on, actually, because I'm in a government program, they try humbling us a lot. So they gave me a 200 page book uh, about America, American culture expectations. So they basically, you know, everyone comes in and it's like a three day orientation and they give you these books and you study them for the three days. You live there on site in a hotel as your whole exchange group. And they essentially try to bring your expectations down or at least adjust them properly because people come in they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to be able to do so much in America. And it's this crazy place where I can do anything. But then they kind of try telling you, well, you're going to be going to high school just like you did back at home. You're going to be meeting new people. But ultimately, you'll be trying to sell in a life as in like a daily life routine instead of a vacation. But talking about the biggest cultural what I what really changed for me was I never expected how nice Americans would be. So before I came here, you know, you think, oh, you know, there's this big stereotype of Amer- about Americans being obese and everything. And you kind of start developing these feelings about, oh, well, Americans are probably not that, you know, social or nice. But then I come here and even like going on the Douglas Trail was probably my biggest surprise ever or like stores. Everyone tries doing small talk with you. Even I'm riding bike on the Douglas Trail, someone will come against me, like, and they will say hi and stuff. You know, if I tried pulling that in Latvia at home, people would think I'm a serial killer or something. Because really? we do not want to, we do not interact that way. You don't talk to strangers as much as here, so everyone does small talk is nice and just really positive and open. Super interesting. So even eye contact, if you're gonna walk past somebody oh, on that. a trail, it's like. You don't even wave and smile. That would be creepy. That's creepy? Wow, interesting. (laughs) Anybody else? Like, is that pretty universal where, yeah, that's that's about normal? Yeah. In In Sweden? In Sweden, it's like, you don't talk much. Like, in America, my mom said that that your neighbors will say hi to you, which you do. But back home, it's it's a hi and that's it. Wow. Yeah. And some don't really have boundaries either. Somebody you oh, don't yeah. even know will come up to you at a gas station and you're in a hurry and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, how's it going today? Good. Kind of in a rush, but you don't say that. And all of a sudden oh, that one's you're talking happened. for about 10 minutes later. Like, Get that, me one's, out of here. that one's happened to me before. First, we came to a supermarket with my host family. The first day I came here, I'm just like going around looking what they got in American supermarkets. And this guy comes up to me and he's just, hey, buddy, how are you doing? And I'm just, whoa, 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 what's happening here? Like, are you trying to scam me or what? <laughs> it just turns out it's just, it's a small town. The guy's trying to make small talk with me. So super yeah. interesting. I got the same thing. I was on my way to Montana for spring break uh, at a gas station. I'm just like filling up the car. And there's like this grandpa who come to me and just like 
start talking. He saw that we were coming from Minnesota. So we just like built like a 15 minute discussion. And I was like, whoa, that def definitely changed. Because if that happened to me on my first week, uh, I would have literally like be scared, really scared. Thanks for sharing. Okay, Felix, question for you to start. How have you adapted to being away from home and your family and friends? So I think it's it's easier for our generation to to like communicate with people because of social media. Uh, so I I have done it pretty good with like talking enough to them so I don't feel homesick, but still like talk to them. But for some people, it could be like if you talk too much with your friends back home, it could like make you more homesick than if you wouldn't talk to them if that makes sense gotcha and how long are you gonna be gone like in total i left in september of 8th and i'm coming home on 10th of july so it's a few few months the final stretch you feel like you're yeah. ready to get home yes i know because the goodbye from home wasn't bad because i knew i was going to get home but the goodbye from here is like i know I, I won't probably meet like if not everyone but like almost everyone I will never meet again in my whole life. And yeah. I built up such a nice life here. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good to hear. And that's one of the beauties where there's a lot of negatives about social media. But one of the beauties is, man, you can keep keep in touch with the people that uh, you've met, your friends and your family, whether it's in your situation now or as it's time to go. It's a great way yeah. to keep in touch. So thanks yeah. for sharing. Lena, how have you adapted to being away from home? Um, so for me, I didn't really find that balance of like not calling too much and not calling enough at first. So like I was probably calling my parents like once a month, uh, which was really hard for them. And at the same time for me, uh, I would say the first weeks it was fine because everything was new. So there was a lot of things going on and stuff. But when I kind of like settled down and it was just like kind of became just the routine and like the daily life. Uh, it kind of became hard, like on the first month, because you, you have friends now. You have like built really good friendship, but sure that like on the first week and month, it's really hard to like actually get to know people, uh, because like you kind of like something new for for like all the students in the school, but like so they're gonna care about you like about two minutes because like oh my gosh something new, and then they're like just keep going with their life. So you kind of like have to like make this impact in their life to like actually be a part of them. And then, well, now I'm, I only have like about 20 days left and I don't want to go home. So yeah. And like Felix said, when I left, I knew I was coming back, but here I, I know I'll come back one day, but I don't know when. Gotcha. Leonie. Um, I'm doing good. <laughs> I have contact with my friends with my family not so often as in the like beginning like in the first weeks but i'm on good terms so good and when do you head back june 6 june 6 that's in yeah coming up at the end of the school year and you're back thank you how about you marcus so as i was saying before you know you get that big book and you're supposed to study it and there was a whole section i think like five to ten pages about homesickness and I don't think they really got it right. <laughs> you know, you think they have this big book, they got everything down and everything is just as it should be written, but not really. It was like 
they would say that you would come here and you would be really sad and then you'd be calling back home and then you know they had this whole stage where like during the winter you would get so homesick and just start crying and because you wouldn't be able to spend fam family time at christmas with your real family but that never really happened to me i i came here and i kind of not to sound rude but i forgot about my family back home you know you get so immersed into a completely new culture that at some point you're like wow i haven't even called my mom or talked or texted with her for like almost a month now and so in like october i think my mom texts me she's like are you okay like we haven't talked at all since you went there like you called me from the hotel in washington dc when you just arrived to say that your flight was okay but ever since then for that whole month i didn't talk and neither did that with my friends because i just wanted to make as much friendships and relationships here as i could to make my life easier later so i never had that homesickness part and but now like thinking about going back i think it's definitely going to be a lot harder to just get essentially just give up a life that you formed from basically gr ground up from nothing making all those friendships and a completely new life and a completely different culture just kind of throwing it out of the window after you just depart with your plane. So I think it's going to be a lot harder actually returning than was leaving. But I never really experienced that homesickness and it really wasn't hard to adapt because you make so many new friends, especially as an exchange student. I feel like as long as you're outgoing and willing to talk to people, people will be curious and they will be definitely looking to talk to you. So absolutely. And you four are brave, courageous to do what you're doing right now i don't think you realize it it's not normal it's amazing and you know how many people couldn't do what you're doing right now me being one of them gabby's going no way okay but what you're doing right now is amazing and it's opening up your mindset to so many different things is there any advice that you would give to any of our listeners pine island students younger students to just like to get out and do something different to experience a new culture because it's hard to learn about something unless you're actually emerged in that so honestly what they told us just get right into it just jump in the pool just be open to trying new things and don't hesitate like even like they told us that all over again just multiple times and i never really got it until i came here and at first like the first few week i was a little hesitant you know don't know but then you just got to just jump into the pool of like outside of your comfort zone. And just if you're able to immerse yourself and try new things, just don't be scared because people know you're here for the first time. Many of these things are your first time. And so people are often like scared of being judged or scared of, you know, oh, they're going to laugh at me because I don't know how to play pickleball or something, <laughs> you know. But in the end, you're like, it's a completely new thing I'm, thing I'm trying. And then you go back home and you have all these experiences you can share just because you were open and willing to try new things. So I could not agree more uh, as somebody who has not been in your situation, but as somebody who has been to Mexico over 10 times, um, I hear from a lot of people who have never visited Mexico, but they just maybe see something on the news like, oh, not a safe place to go. I would never go there, this and that. But my experiences when I'm there, it's like it is very safe. I always feel safe when I'm there. And the customer service when I've been in Mexico, and again, disclaimer, it's always been for vacation, right? So this is different than your situation, but the customer service is so amazing at every experience that I've ever had. The 10 plus times I've been in Mexico that when I come back to the United States, I'm actually blown away. 
but it helps me appreciate it more when I actually get that quality of customer service when you're out at a restaurant or we need call and get some help. So that's always something I think about. And you guys are going to bring back a ton of magic back to your home. And we also have Gabby White with us, who is, I consider a host. So what is a host? I brought her in for a reason is because uh, people of influence slash being a host, they take initiative. They are intentional about them. They see themselves as hosts in life and not guests. So they go out of their way to connect with people and provide with them. Uh, what do great hosts do? People like Gabby, they make you feel welcome. Instead of dominating conversations, they create an environment to make you feel at home. Uh, personally, for me as a teacher in my first year here in Pine Island, Gabby helped me multiple times with just some random things. She was in the hallway once when I was working on a project and it was an art project. And I'm not going to lie, you do not want to see me do any art project, but this is going to be posted uh, in the school somewhere. And I'm like, is anybody here good at art? And Gabby's like, I can help you out with something. What do you need? She makes people feel welcome. And looking around, I can really tell that Gabby has been a host for all of you being in this new school. She's somebody that makes people feel welcome. And so Gabby, not to embarrass you too much, but um, I have a couple questions for you. So number one, if you could go back in time to the first day of your freshman year, what advice would you give your younger self? And how do you think your high school experience might be a little bit different? Well, I would say um, going into freshman year, I had a big group of friends, like just all girlfriends. And I say there was like probably 15 girls. It was a lot. And yeah, I'm not like I'm friends with all of them, but I'm not as close as I was with them now that I was back then. And it was kind of just like, going into freshman year, I was like, I'm going to have these people for the rest of my high school time. And like, I mean, I do have them, like I can talk to them if I need to, but I'm definitely close with at least probably like five or eight of them. But like the rest, I still talk to every once in a while, but going into high school, just be conscious that you're going to grow and you're going to mature. And so is everybody else. And so you're not going to be the same person you are as you were when you were freshman. I love it. And hang out with the people that make you happy. Yeah. And ditch the ones that don't. Yes. I feel like as a young adult, it took a while to do this. But um, in middle school, it's ridiculous. All we care about is what we look like, how, you know, how many friends we have. And then as you get into high school, you still have this, you know, you think a big group of friends that you care about. But you know, it starts to get genuine when you really have to make those decisions about who you want to spend your time with and who you don't. And even those ones that you don't spend as much time with, it's not like you can't call them your friends, but when you have a limited amount of time, you're not going to put that effort towards hanging out with them, right? Yeah. Hang out with the people that make you feel good. Uh, Gabby, what is one memory you will never forget from your time in high school? I don't know if I can pick just one, but some of my fondest memories, um, is after like sporting events or even just the sporting events like going with your friends to watch your classmates like compete or even being around your classmates and competing in the same sport you just make so many like bonds with them um, and you get to know people that you maybe didn't talk to before but then like going out to eat after a sporting event and getting to know them not even on the court um, but like out of you know school out of sports and just getting to know them as people. Not that they're not people, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. And then uh, remind us, what fun things are you doing since you're a senior, you know, this summer and then into next year? What do you got going on next year? Um, okay, so this summer I'm working, which is not as fun, but it's money. Um, but uh, helping out with like camps, that's a lot of fun for me and just being able to like work with little kids and then being able to work with other like your friends like I got Ashlyn to go and do track and field camp with me with like the kindergarten through sixth grade um so that'll be fun and then um I mean just hanging out with your friends as much as you can over the summer before you go to college because you'll be in touch with them but you you're not going to see some people for the rest of your life maybe are you going to college next year yes I'm going to NDSU NDSU, do you have any plans or undecided on what you want to do? Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm going, I got going to NDSU for nursing. Um, I actually got into the direct admit program, so I don't have to reapply for that. So that's exciting. Awesome. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun. I got my roommate and I got my roommate really early, actually. NDSU kind of does things earlier than other colleges. Cause I was talking to some of my friends and they're like, you already have your housing and a roommate. How's that? How, like, I haven't even looked at that yet. How early do you start creeping on your roommate to be like, who is this person? Where are they from? What are their interests like? It was, it was in the winter. I think it was around January. Uh, like I started talking to her around then. And then, um, but like I said, this is NDSU. Other colleges don't start until later. I think Noel just decided like last month where he was going to college and he just found like a roommate probably, you know, recently. Gotcha. Well, Gabby, again, I want to say thank you from a teacher's perspective for being a good host for me. You've made me feel welcome in my first couple of years here in Pine Island. And I know that these students are nodding their head and they're like, yes, thank you. Um, and I know a lot of your friends are too. And that just shows that you've got a lot of great things happening in your future. So thanks for doing that. Thank you. Uh, Marcus, do you have any uh, ideas or what do you want to do when you grow up? Do you have any ideas <laughs> of what you want to be? Uh, I hate this question because, right? man, it changes a lot. And that's okay. Oh. I just like, what are, your, what, are your, what are you passionate about? What are your interests? You know, the spectrum has been all over the place, really. I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was a kid, you know, digging up dinosaur bones and everything. But now I've kind of, you know, I found a lot. I found that I like uh, a lot of international affairs and politics, actually, which was pretty surprising considering a few years ago I wanted to, nothing to do with it. And now, you know, I, I've gotten involved back home. So I've done a lot of projects. I also did like a pro volunteer project with the Department of Health of my country. So that kind of led me to the path of politics and, you know, coming here to America because I want to kind of pursue international affairs in the future kind of helps me out to figure like figuring out, Oh, there's different cultures. Oh, I, I can actually like try immersing myself in a different culture to gain a better understanding of it. And you know, the better understanding you have of a culture, the easier it is to work with people from that culture. So the future path I'm considering right now, and obviously it might change, would be diplomacy, uh, international affairs. So like an ambassador to a country or the UN, United Nations. So that's my current path. And I, I count this as like a little demo, like an exchange, going on an exchange program and just 
being able to discover a new culture. So well, that's amazing. He's pretty well spoken, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a politician, but you're, you're super kind. So I'm like, what's what's missing here? I got to get right? to know Marcus a little bit more. Hey, so thanks for sharing that. Leonie, anything that you are super passionate about that you want to follow? I would not say I'm passionate about it, but my dream has been for like a year now that I want to be an interior interior designer. Interior designer. Yeah. Miss Samantha, shout out to Miss Samantha oh, for yeah. letting her take the, uh, she's got, we're in the detention room right now. Um, <laughs> so this is great. Uh, first time for most of you in here. <laughs> but, uh, she's really good with interior design. Um, my office in particular could use a facelift, so I will keep that in mind. Leone, that sounds awesome. Lena, how about you? Uh, so I'm already graduated back in Belgium, so I'm starting college next year. Uh, so like Marcus, I'm looking for international relationship and politics. Uh, so the main goal right now is to work for the Euro European Union, but uh, I'm also looking for like United Nations and NATO seeing what's going on. But yeah. Thank you. Felix, how about you? So when I go back to Sweden, I have two more, two more years of the Swedish college called Gymnasium. Uh, so studied two more years, and then after that, I'm going to the military in Sweden. So I don't know if I might keep on with the military or if I find some other job. Got it. Thank you for sharing. Well, that brought us through all of our questions. Man, that was a great conversation with our guest. I had a great time. Um, I'm going to open it up. Does anybody have any Thing that you want to add or say thanks to anybody that's done anything special for you since you've been here in the United States? Uh, so I have two friends that brought me in like almost the first day. The one is Ben Pike. Like he he started like asking me questions and like was interested in me. That's not about wrong, but like he <laughs> 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 wanted to know who, who I am and stuff like that. Um, so I started hanging out with him and his friend group pretty quick and then Reed Fernholz, like him and me, we like clicked like directly. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I have two specific thank you to say. Um, first one to all of my friends that I made here, they probably like know that I'm talking about them. Uh, just because like they really welcomed me like openly without any like idea of who I was and they just like opened me their life and I really feel like a part of it now and the second one will be to Mr. Shields for letting me play football yeah we'd love yeah. seeing that Elena nice job um I would just say like to all the teachers because they were all really nice to me and well like really understanding when I didn't understand things and stuff like that thanks Leone Marcus how about you yeah, you know, I could like call out a big list of names, but because everyone is, has been so nice to me throughout this whole year, and especially many of my friends who asked me to hang out and, you know, we do stuff together. And I feel that's sort of the American experience, you know, that your friends take you places and you see things and you do American things, you know. But so, yeah, I'm sure they know they they know who I'm talking about, but definitely teachers as well. Mr. Tesler has been an amazing person. I've had his classes for like three quarters straight now. Global studies, U.S. history with freshmen was a little challenging <laughs> because it was all freshmen, but he 
he was so fun to be in a class with that I pulled through. Same thing with Miss Bannock. She's been an amazing teacher so far for me. She's been so curious to learn about my culture. She even heard about this drink in my country, kefir, it's fermented milk. And she brought it to class for everyone to try. And it was truly like an amazing thing that she cared so much about my culture that she wanted to share with others. And ultimately, final person, Mr. Northrop. I've I joined track and I've kind of been pulling through the season with an injury. And he's just been so nice and supportive throughout the season. And even with my injury, I'm able to make so much progress and just keep pushing because he's there. He's always there for me. And he's always there, you know, to keep my spirit up. So that's amazing. And thanks, everybody, for sharing that. Uh, how, you know, me being a little bit older, uh, how do we connect? How do your friends connect with you as you leave? Uh, is it on MySpace? Is it Snapchat, Twitter? Okay, I'm kidding. MySpace. That was, that was old. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You don't know what, what MySpace is? is? Oh, I don't, yeah. oh, MySpace was the first social media platform. It was like when we were downloading music oh. from Napster illegally. Yes. So that was that was my life. Like I'm I'm dialing in internet from AOL Instant Messenger. I'm getting on my AOL Instant Messenger and talking to my friends. And then MySpace came out and it was just a game changer because you got to pick friends and play some. So <laughs> anyways, uh, we're not going to connect on MySpace because I no. don't have one anymore and you don't either. But how do friends connect with you all? Like what social media platform is the best, would you say? I would say to like, just like keep an eye on someone, probably like Instagram, because you can see like kind of like how they're doing. And if you want to have more like a personal touch with them, probably Snapchat, just because it's more daily. So like you really like keep with them more than just like, oh yeah, she did that. Oh, she like achieved this thing. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Anybody else have one to add? Snapchat, Instagram? Oh, definitely. I feel like Instagram and Snapchat are good choices. But I feel like as you get older and you get like through high school, some of those things start like phasing out for you. Not to sound old here, but (laughs) I think as far as I've heard from other exchange students, they say Facebook. But then again, I don't know how people in America perceive that. But I do feel like Instagram is a really good way to keep up. You know, you see where people have been, what they've been up to, like what events they've gone to and all that stuff. So I definitely feel like that's the best pick for now. So Yeah, and I'm going to I'm gonna find you guys because I want to keep in touch with you. And if I ever uh, get to travel somewhere near you, I'm definitely going to be reaching out. So it's a call. And that is a wrap for today's episode of the Panther Pulse. We hope you enjoyed hearing from our student guests. I know I have. And that their insights and perspectives have given you a greater appreciation for the challenges and opportunities that come with studying abroad. As we've learned, adapting to a new culture and environment can be difficult, but it's also a chance to grow, learn, and see the world in new ways. And I think there's just something so powerful for that. Uh, We encourage all of our listeners to take some time to connect with our amazing students here before they leave and to learn more about the diverse cultures and experiences they bring to our community. If you have a story to share about your own experiences, or if you have suggestions for future podcast topics, I'd love to hear from you. So please don't reach out. uh, Let me know what you think. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Panther Pulse, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.